We continue on here. It's Jimmy B and TC with you until 6 o'clock tonight. And then high school baseball takes the airwaves this evening. 6.45 with the pregame. Ankeny Centennial and West Des Moines Valley in the Substate semifinal. The winner gets Indianola on Wednesday night. But right now we got Wolfgang in here. Lots to get into as always today. Wolfgang, how are things? Not too, uh, not too bad. Is it hard to get back in the swing of things there, Trent? Uh, you know, it's, it's a difficult time. It's still summer. And though we had Big 12 football media days today and tomorrow, certainly a lot to get into there. You know, baseball, it's the all-star break. This is always one of the quieter weeks overall, but football's going to be here before you know it. And right before you came on, Wolfgang, you mentioned to me, the summer's going a little faster than you anticipated. Yeah, it is because we haven't like talked a ton of college football, right? Yeah, you know, it's, which is weird because normally by this time I'm just gagged out on it. I'm like, enough. I just need to see a game, but we haven't really broken down a, con- a ton of the college football stuff yet. You know, I've got my magazines and I go to my websites and all that stuff, but we haven't like I haven't had my fill with you yet on that. Not even close. Well, that's good. Well, let's start right there. College football as it begins here, less than fifty days away from kickoff, and that is. Certainly music to my ears. Hey, before we get into the Hawkeyes with you, I want to start with Iowa State. Going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here. Expectations are certainly as big as they've been for a long time with Iowa State. And Matt Campbell said all the right things. He's talked about that. I know going back to the spring, that was a conversation that he had a whole lot. But Wolfgang, you know, I know you have a lot of Cyclone people that you know in your life. People are pumped up about this squad. I like the team defensively, the improvements that they met, made as the year went on, I think were incredible. I think the pieces are in place here, but it is one thing to surprise everybody, to kind of be that team that jumps up and nabs people and pulls some upsets. It's another to continue with that sex, and maybe more importantly, when you have expectations, fulfill those expectations. Well, I would say that if you're a Cyclone fan, this is crazy exciting. If you're a dude that does radio, this is crazy exciting. Um, if you're a guy that follows it or anything, maybe if you're an you're an anti cyclone guy, I think it's even maybe exciting in a horrible in a horrible way that you're still watching this. Going, did they just take a leap that I haven't seen in my lifetime? So if you go back to last year, that was unbelievable. So you've got a returning quarterback that has beaten now Oklahoma at Oklahoma, and we know how good they were last year. Uh, makes the Final Four, lost it was Georgia and OT, right? I think it was. Um, so, and then they beat TCU. This, um, you got your returning starter at quarterback coming back. It's going to be interesting to see what they, what they do this year. Do they take that even next step? To me, that was a pretty good step, Trent. Nationally, mm-hmm. they're still getting a lot of buzz. You brought up, what was that, a few week, weeks ago, that some place, one of the books in Vegas, Trent, had Iowa State as a bigger, better favorite to get to the Final Four than Iowa. Yes. It wasn't even... Totally that close, right? No, it was, I think, 25-1 to 1 for Iowa State and 40-1 to 1 for Iowa. So, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I'm not used to seeing that, um, those odds with Final Four. I'm used to a championship, so I, I don't really have anything to compare that to. Right. But to me, yeah, we got in a little bit of an argument. I'm not sure what my opinion is to this day. Sitting here looking at Iowa's schedule or looking at Iowa State's schedule, I think they both, why can't Iowa State beat some of these teams? I don't understand who Iowa State has to be scared of at all going into any of these games anymore. Yep. And we've been able to say that for a while. I mean, McCartney did some stuff here and there where they would compete and they got the bowl games. But beating Oklahoma at Oklahoma and TCU, two stud programs, two programs that have been good now for a long time, 
people are starting to respect that, but they still nationwide, they give Iowa State respect, but then they just give Iowa the win every single time. Like when they're predicting, they don't even think about it. I'm like, hello? <laughs> Did you see last year? Did you see what this team was able to do? And, and that's something you bring up. It wasn't that they beat a down Oklahoma team. It's not that they beat you know one of the TCU teams under Patterson that was seven and six. These were two teams ranked in the top five this, last year. You know these, these were two excellent teams the time that they faced them, and they beat them heads up. It wasn't fluky. It wasn't well you, you know the Nebraska game where what was it, seven turnovers that they got. It wasn't anything like that. Wolfgang, they just went out there. And they beat both of those teams. Incredible second half in the Oklahoma game. Played well throughout, especially defensively against TCU. And with that, to me, the Big 12, you can throw teams two through seven in a hat, and I think they could come out anyway. I, I really do. In fact, that might be a better way of predicting two through seven of the Big 12 than trying to actually do it because I'm not in love with West Virginia. I still know no. the deficiencies. That, Will Greer is a great quarterback, but their defense was bad last year, and I don't see it being better this year. And you go through the other team, Texas, are they ready for that next step? Kansas State, Oklahoma State trying to replace, you know, they're all everything quarterback and Mason Rudolph, and on and on and on. They'll be able to run the football, but I think with all these teams, you can look at schedule, you can break it down that way, but who do you like the most? And you can make an argument, and you're not crazy if you really want to make an argument that I think Iowa State's that second or third team. Yeah, so if you're an Iowa State fan, this is not crazy talk anymore because they've proven they could do it. Right. In elite. Yep. I mean, this is not crazy talk anymore. Mm-hmm. So, and now you've got a Vegas, you know, what, whoever is saying that and putting that out there. I mean, these people aren't stupid. They make a lot of money. They know what they're doing. So we have to go as guys, you know, and sometimes we can't see it all. Yeah, we probably should be seeing this, what he's putting out there and talking to some Iowa State fans. They're excited, but then they're like, are we going to be too good? Are we going to be too good where he's going to say bye-bye? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, there's quite a buy out there, right? I don't there's, know where he'd yeah. want to go. He'd go to Ohio State. Not not a Cyclone fan out there would say it. Well, I shouldn't say that, obviously. We all have <laughs> yes. we all have that side yeah. of our fan base, and that's yeah. fine. There, there are, are not reasonable people out there that I know that are Cyclone fans that would have a big problem with him leaving for Ohio State or Notre Dame or something like that. I don't know the other programs that he's associated with or affiliated with. But they are, there is some of that trepidation where I'm talking to them, and, and I see the little bit of that. they got the twinkle in their eye, but then they're like, what if we're too good? What if he does it again? What if he pulls off some of these upsets, Trent? Trent, get mm-hmm. to you know, a nice win total. I heard a little bit of you and Ken. I can't remember what you picked or what the games you picked, so we'll have to do that in the future. And you can change your stuff, by the way. I will let you change it. When you get new information on stuff, guys are out academically, guys are injured, you hear more about, maybe a position group that you're mad about because we're not even we're still not even close there, Trent. There's some stuff that can go on. Yep. Yep. But with what Iowa State has going, this is exciting. You've been do- doing radio for a long time now. You couldn't go into like a game with Oklahoma and think you re- reasonably had a good chance. You couldn't. There there were games that were they were cross offs. You you just looked at them and said, well, that's not going to be happening, and that's not the case anymore. You know, you mentioned Matt Campbell and where else he could go. You brought up Ohio State. That's the one that obviously make a lot of sense, but do you see Urban Meyer leaving anytime soon? Because I don't. I don't do I don't we see... know, though? Do we really know him, though? Well, that, that that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair, but still, I don't see him leaving after this season. Notre Dame would be another Midwest guy, maybe Notre Dame, but other than that, A, both those programs would have to 
want Matt Campbell to be the guy. And, and B, you know, the thing that's so different compared to what it once was, you mentioned the buyout portion, but Matt Campbell's making a very comfortable living in Ames. It's not like the old days where you're talking about doubling your salary. That's not the case anymore. And because of that, I just don't think there are a lot of options out there. That That's great news for Iowa State fans. In the past, you'd go in and you'd move up a level. But what he's building at Iowa State, he's going to be there for the long haul, I think. Yeah, and with Matt Campbell, I'm not saying there's no pressure at Iowa State football. I mean, there's more and more as they get more fan base and they get more people coming to the games, as Jamie Pollard has, quite frankly, done a genius job at. He's just gotten people in there. Didn't even care about the damn price of the tickets for a while. He just wanted people getting in there, getting used to going to games every weekend to where it wasn't even a choice. In the past, before Jamie Pollard, it was like, should we go, shouldn't we go? I don't know. I don't really want to go. Do you want to go? Now it's you've just been doing it so long, you go. You get season tickets. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. It's not even like a, shall I, am I feeling about it? No, that's what you do. You go to Iowa State home game. And he got people in there where there was some packages you could find if you had to search for them. If not, whatever. I know they got a lot of crap about that, the $99 you know, season ticket, whatever. Yeah. I may have been one of those guys that was making fun of them. Guess what? I would have done the same damn thing. Get them in there, buying you know, food, parking, get them loving it, watching the program build, watching freshmen go to seniors, you know, um, and I think he did it the right way. So it's, it's fun to watch this because I, we're in a new era of Iowa State Cyclone football. We're, we're in a new era, which we have not seen, where they can compete with the elite programs and beat them and did so twice in one season. That will be what can they do here in year number three. And, uh, you know, the, the springboard into year three, you see that a lot happens with, with programs. Going to be a good one with Iowa State. With that, Wolfgang, let's jump over to year forte, the Iowa Hawkeyes, as Iowa comes off an 8-5 and five year. They end the long bowl drought with the win against Boston College in the Pinstripe Bowl, as we all know. But, Wolfgang, uh, let's start with just the non-conference today. Let's just take a look at that. Three games in the non-conference this year, nine-game Big Ten schedule. They're all at home, Northern Illinois, Iowa State, and UNI. We know the start times for all those games, and no 11 a.m. kickoffs. A good thing for the tailgaters. Exactly. I, I can't stand those games. I understand if you're in eastern Iowa how you actually want to have a life and you want your rest of your day back. I get you go there, you go to the game, and then you can do stuff the rest of the day. I get it. When you're in central Iowa and you're making a trek two hours, it's time. I mean, I just can't stand those. You have to basically beg your significant other to get up early because you want. At, I want at least two hours of tailgating. I just do. Mm-hmm. That's just how I roll. It's not always just the football aspect of football that makes football great. It's the tailgating because you don't really do that with any other sports that I can think of. Maybe you tailgate for basketball. I don't. <laughs> a little too chilly for that most times. Well, I mean, yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. Um, Northern Illinois. So I love, you know, I love talking to people, whether they're like the hardcore positive people or the hardcore negative. So, you know, I kind of like to have discussions with both extremes because that's really fun. And I also like to have people that are, you know, right in the middle. That's, it's fun, but it, it's most fun with the extreme people, I think, is, to me, because there are people that think we're going to suck this year. And then there's people that think, look at the schedule, boy. I mean, we better win 10 games or Kirk Ferentz ought to be fired. So I'm sitting here looking at the, you know, the non-conference, talking to some guys, and they're like, win, 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 win. I mean, the non-conference, they have yeah, win, win, yeah, win. Yeah. Easy, without even thinking about it. So Northern Illinois, let's start there. Returning, returning quarterback was a freshman last year. They like him. So he's going to make a huge jump this year, I would guess. Do I know? Have I broken down his tape? I haven't. 
all but one offensive lineman back. They've beaten Iowa before, Trent. They so have. They're not really scared about coming to Kinnick. They're mm-hmm. not. I mean, I understand that those guys weren't on the team, but they're ready to play anybody, and they're not scared of anybody, Trent. Have you checked out their schedule? They are unafraid, man. They are completely unafraid. They are playing Florida State at Florida State. They're playing Utah. Somehow they got a game with Utah at home. You want to explain that to me? I have no idea. Probably how that a two works for out. one. I'm going to guess a two for one. Jeez, good job out of their AD, man. Yeah. And then they got one at BYU. They are not, and then Iowa, obviously at Iowa. These guys are scared of nobody, and they they actually should not be scared of anybody. I love that. I love going out and playing their people. The Hawkeye fans may not know they played in a bowl game last year. Hopefully, you've you've erased that from your mind, Trent about them beating us a number of years ago, but I'm guessing that hasn't happened. But if you look at last year's schedule, remember Boston College? We, we have two actually um, pro, two teams that we both played. Boston College, if everybody will remember, the Hawkeyes played mm-hmm. in the Pinstripe Bowl. We beat them, but it was close. Yes. Okay? Northern Illinois played Boston College. They lost but by three. There was another um, opponent that we both played, Nebraska. We kicked the crap out of Nebraska, okay? They barely beat Nebraska, so I have. I, you're right. I actually have no respect for Northern Illinois anymore. If they can only beat Nebraska by a little bit. They suck. That was a broken Nebraska team by the end of the season, too. That that team had given up, and you saw that certainly on Black Friday a year ago uh, with their performance against the Hawkeyes. There. No, this is right, a good. Am I going too far here? No, this or, is a good we, team. Are, we, are you just putting a W without even thinking about it? No, no. I. This is certainly going to be much more difficult, I think, than people understand. They're the favorite in the, in the uh, MAC West. They're maybe the favorite in the MAC overall. You know how good teams are in the MAC year after year. Rod Carey's done a really nice job there, kind of building the thing back up after early on in his tenure. They won double-digit games the first couple of years, took a dip. They're on the ascend once again. And they got a guy on the outside, and this is going to challenge right away those two sophomore tackles in Sutton Smith. Look at these numbers that Smith put up last year. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous what he did. 14 sacks, 15 and a half tackles for a loss. This kid is really good. And that led the nation, right? The sacks part? Yeah, I, he's 14 I, I sacks. I may be wrong on that, but I, I think he led the nation and was an All-American. He's I fast. I think I'm right there. He's fast off the end. Now, he's not big. He's not big by any means. He's... But he's a guy that can disrupt things. And Iowa has shown a propensity over the last couple of years of struggling in pass protection. Doesn't matter who's back there. Last year, Stanley, before that, with C.J. Beathard. Iowa, as good as they can be in the run game, they have struggled in pass protection. No, and it'll be fun. Just looking at the roster, just seeing who they have back. So the, the, the true sophomore, I believe, quarterback, he's going to make a leap. That's what you would hope for in a Hawkeye team. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. You would hope if you played... You know, your freshman year, you make a huge, huge advance your second year. So that's a bad thing for Iowa with a second-year quarterback for Northern Illinois. Um, almost everybody but one on the offensive line back. So this is one of those things where when I talk to the super positive ones, I'm not trying to P-I-S-S on their parade, Trent. That's not what I am. But I just I do want them to, when you go win, 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 I mean, when you don't even think about it because their name is Northern Illinois and it's right. football, I think you have to think a little bit closer than that if you don't. Because sometimes I'll be like, well, maybe the Hawkeyes will split that game. Do you ever do that? Maybe that's yeah. not the right yep. way to go about it. But it's like, boy, it's like close to 50-50 on stuff. Or maybe it's 60-40 Hawkeyes. And I go, you know what, I'm going to split that. 
and I do it kind of that way, and I can't. I don't even know if I'm right on that most of the time. So I'll start tracking that. But do you do that or no? I, I do the same thing. Yeah, you kind of get to a group. Uh, they'll go two and one in this stretch. I, I'm not sure where the one's going to come from, but I'll put it down for a two one. You know, for Iowa and, and looking ahead to the Big Ten slate. But you know, that's something you do when you go through there, kind of that that middle portion where they have the four road games in five weeks. It's gonna, are they going to win all those? Probably not. I don't know where the loss is going to come to between Minnesota, Indiana, and Purdue, but they're probably going to drop one of those games. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I agree. And looking at, you know, reading some of the websites, some of the magazines, um, and I'm glad to hear this. Are we just too close sometimes? You know, this, this whole basketball thing last year has me just totally thrown for a loop with, you know, the national media kind of knowing we were going to suck. (laughs) It's thrown me for a loop. I'm like, was I too close to this, thinking that's why we were going to be good? So a lot of the national media, I think our D-line is going to be good, but some of them are saying, look out for Iowa's D-line. What do you you take of that? Meaning meaning Iowa's D-line is going to be really, really good. I I still, for that to happen, at the defensive end spot, I agree. They're set. With Parker Hesse and Epinesa and Anthony Nelson, they're they're in really good shape at the defensive end position. Inside, though, I still have concerns. You know, Lattimore, he was fine last year. He was fine. He he occupied space, but that was about it. He didn't make a whole lot of plays. He had 15 tackles last year, Wolfgang. 15. Yeah. He played a lot of snaps to only have 15 tackles. Now you need to see that number improve. And the defensive tackle spot at Iowa, for the most part, unless you're Mitch King, you're not going to be racking up huge numbers by any means, but he needs to be more than just a guy occupying space this year. The, the other spot, whoever you like. If you think it's going to be Matt Nelson in there, can he stay healthy? We haven't seen that out of him. Plus, he's got the six foot eight. What kind of leverage is he going to have? What do you make of that? Because that, is that like unprecedented? I don't remember seeing an interior, interior six eight guy. Is that... I'm sure it's happened. I don't remember it ever happening. A six eight guy. You hear about just what you said, the leverage thing, this and that and this. Well, it doesn't matter how tall you are. I'm sure they can break it down unlike we can't, Trent. Mm-hmm. Like we can't. But I'd love to interview the D-line coach for Iowa or the defensive coordinator that can explain that to me, how that works. A six eight guy. Because a lot of times they like, what do they call him, a fire hydrant at the nose tackle, right? <laughs> right, yeah. What's this six eight crap? I right, mean, yeah. I mean, you go. Very my, interesting. That, that's Mike Daniels. And then you go to the other side, that's Matt Nelson. I mean, two completely different kind of builds at that tackle spot inside. And that's why I'm not willing to to go with this one being one of the better defensive line that I was had. A, they've had some great ones. I, I think 2004 is probably the best that they ever had with Babineau and Roth. And, and just the they could dominate guys with what they did up front with those front four, and it allowed Hodge and Greenway behind them to just be able to roam around and make plays everywhere. Will that be but, the case? But, Trent, we can sit here and say there are four guys in our D-line we feel really confident. Would you say Parker has he? I mean, this guy's been around a while now. Everybody yep. agree. I mean, we know what to expect from him. We like him. Mm-hmm. And both the Nelsons and Epinesa. I mean, yeah. I mean, don't we feel really good about those four, even if we're just, even if you're saying Lattimore, we're kind of maybe taking a leap of faith. I mean, those four that I mentioned, don't we feel really good about those four? Mm-hmm. I feel really, really good about three. I feel really good about three of them. What's the one you're leaving out? You don't like Epinesa or you don't like Hezzy? No, I like both those guys, and I, I like Anthony Nelson. Anthony Nelson, A.J. Epinesa, Parker Hesse, I feel good. Who's your fourth? You say who's my fourth? Yeah. That you oh, feel Matt Nelson is the one you're struggling with because that, of the that's, injury. Yeah. Okay, can, that's can he hold up inside playing 
55, 60 snaps a game? Can he stay healthy? You do don't you know. Want him, do you want him? How many? See, that's another thing. Where yeah. do you want him playing? You know, the number of snaps here right. versus there. He doesn't have to play inside the whole time. So that's that's a very good point. And we can't really say because we didn't see him for the spring and we didn't see him a ton last year. And did we? I don't remember it. No, and, and I try to break that down as much as I can with my binoculars, but I don't remember seeing that. And you know, the other inside guys, Brady Reef, we saw a lot last year. Garrett Jensen. Both those guys, Jensen, they're both undersized for defensive tackles. So you get into that. Some of the younger guys, it just—I don't know. That—that—that's the question that remains for me. And, and you know, Chris, that, there's always guys that come from nowhere. Brace yes. was one of those, I believe, right? Yeah, yep. And there was one other guy. I'm forgetting his name, but I believe he was talked about by Reese Morgan. I'll look more into that. But yeah, Dallas so, Jacobus, I, mean, I think, is the the name you're looking for. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's always guys. You know that mm-hmm. Iowa. If those guys work their bleep off and they can gain weight and they get with Doyle and they do what he says and sleep and eat and drink and vitamins and minerals and um, all that stuff, I mean, there are some guys that bodies will just take to it quicker. So it's going to be interesting to see if that guy, if there's like a, wow, I didn't see that guy as an interior D lineman. I didn't even know that name. I can't even remember his damn name, like I just said. So it was one of those guys, though, I heard from one of the assistant coaches' mouths that, that kind of um, – perked me up. That, that's kind of cool. When you hear from guys and you think you know what the two deep is going to be and then you hear maybe one, two names from other places that maybe steps, steps their game up. But it's very interesting. A lot of the websites, some of the magazines think our, our D-line is going to be awesome. We're a little like, we think it's going to be good. Can I speak for you? We're not sure how good quite yet. Yes. I, I'm not willing to say it's going to be great. Is that a fair representation of what it is? So from Northern Illinois, who's going to be good? Don't just chalk that up to an automatic W to Iowa State. And I continue to hear a lot, oh boy, Iowa's won four of their last five here. Last time Iowa State came to Kinnick, it was 42-3. to You're hearing all these things out there. Wolfgang, you ready for a fire take? I got one for you. A what take? A fire take. Hot take. Here it comes. Oh, yeah. I still don't know the definition of that, but please go, yes. I'm picking Iowa State to win this game. As it sits right now on July 16th, <laughs> I'm picking Iowa State to win this game. All right. How was that vacation in San Francisco? Were you doing some of that loopy stuff they do out there? <laughs> no, I was Good looking God, for God, Trent. I was looking for it, though. God, what are they putting their water out there, man? <laughs> uh, anything you want. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, my gosh. Um, That's not... It is not stupid at all. Why would I ever call that a stupid take? There are some times when I I like to put myself in other shoes, as I've told you, and I, or I like to calm down first and take a deep breath before I give my opinion. Sometimes I just want to go. I don't want to process crap. This is sports, and let me go. The Hawkeyes are going to be the better team. They should win. It's at home. If it wasn't at home, I'd probably pick Iowa State. They've got their program going in the right direction. How good, how far, how, you know, how far this momentum pushes Iowa State, I don't know. But, man, they haven't had this. They haven't proven, really, in a lot of situations before last year that they could beat said teams. I mean, they had one here and there. Okie State, you know, Texas. When they beat Texas, was how good was Texas? I don't remember. Where were they rated? I know that was a good win at Texas, right? Am I remembering? However many years ago that was. But... You're not stupid by picking Iowa State, but I think what you're—I know—I smell what you're doing. What's that? Because you're a homer. 
a Hawkeye homer, and you're trying to take the pressure off the Hawkeyes. Oh, yeah. trying to put it on the Cyclones. That's what you're trying to do. Right. Be, you because, know what? But Nate Stanley's listening to us talk right now. <laughs> Come on. I'm talking about with the fans. Okay, I know you won't believe this. I, this is how, dig, how far I dig deep down. A lot of the positivity or negativity with the program is how the fan base is. With Twitter, with message boards, when you're at the bars, when you're at the restaurants. Um like with Iowa basketball. And that's mm-hmm. why I was scared about that whole thing last year. If that wasn't just one year, that just screwed us up. Totally screwed us up not getting D.J. Carton. And I truly believe that somebody like you or somebody that, that's doing podcasts in the Hawkeye Nation or Cyclone, whatever, any of that stuff, I think that they can influence people. I know people that are influenced. I'm not, for the most part. I am influenced by smart people. And then I go, wow, I thought something else. That guy's smart. Let me think about that. I'm not. I know people that can watch one station and be completely taken from their opinion. Do you know people like that? I am not that guy. I cannot be totally, but if I, I go, ooh, that guy made a good point. That guy came at me. He was passionate. Now I get what he's saying. I'm not that dude that initially had a strong opinion and goes, one second later, I'm completely wrong. But I know people like that. There's the other oh. side. People fly off the handle. and They go nuts when they hear that and... Uh, here, here goes Condon. Uh, he's got to turn in his Hawkeye fan card because he thinks Iowa State's going to win. I, there's, yeah, there, there's all sides to the equation. No, there's, there's method to your madness. Madness. You're trying to get the Hawkeyes, the pressure up the Hawkeyes, and on the cycle. So I would tell the Hawkeye <laughs> fans that love you right now that this is best for the Hawkeyes. Good job, Trent. You have a method to your madness. I love this. I know what you're doing. I hear it on other stations. I hear it. I understand what they're doing. Oh, the Hawkeyes should win this by 47 points when they're playing Northern Illinois. If they don't, they suck. Right. Really. Really? What are they doing there? You tell me, Trent. Setting them up for failure. 51-7 Hawkeyes over Northern Illinois. <laughs> really? Okay. All right. What are they doing? Are they stupid? Or what are they doing? You tell me. You've been in the business a long time. I just listen. And I've been on, for, on, on and off for a number of years. I don't know what they're doing. Are they trying to make it so it's like a meltdown when the Hawkeyes lose? Because you're going to hear that. Iowa 51, Northern Illinois. 11-team. I mean, it's, it's just stupid, and I can't take it, so I just turn it off now because I'm, I'm so used to it, I can't even handle it. Good. Like, they're setting us up for failure. I won't do that. Iowa State should beat, you know, I know. They're, anyway, sorry. No, it's, it's completely fine. We, we try to stay away from that buffoonery and, uh, well, sometimes struggle at it, but that's a different conversation. All right, Wolfgang, last of the non-conference, you and I, the Panthers, Roll into town, a night game under the lights at Kinnick, September 15th. We know you and I in the past has had close calls. People, of course, point to the two-block field goal game back in 2009. David Johnson running wild against him a couple years later. The Panthers have been close, but haven't been able to get over that proverbial hump. Do they have enough this time? I like how we're doing this, breaking down the non-conference. This is fun, because I mean, you could have, we could have done it macro, micro, and then... But, yeah, we got another month to fill. So, like I said, we got tons to talk about. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Northern Iowa, again, is another program um, in the national spotlight. They'll be like directional school. They'll roll their eyes. They'll joke. They'll laugh. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, look who they're playing, the Hawkeyes, you know, Colin Cowherd. Oh, boy, you know, there's somebody like that, somebody, you know, that's just a snob or trying to get us, you know, to react or whatever. Whatever they try to do, troll us. I don't feel great about that game ever. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good. And what people don't remember, and I don't remember, Trent, so you will help me on this. 
as a Northern Iowa fan as well, it wasn't just the double block field goal game that Iowa pulled out their bleep. It's not just that. Was it the next game or the game after that that came down to the fourth quarter? Do you remember? Offhand. I'm not. Yes, I am putting you on the spot. So we'll all look that up at some point. But that there was a game immediately following. You and I, maybe it was next year or the year after, or maybe it was two after that, where Iowa, I mean, like in the fourth quarter, it was still there where you and I could win this. I'm going, I will not take this game for granted anymore. They've been in. You and I has been in the games with Iowa State a number of times. Yes. They've won twice against Iowa State. Uh, right? I think three times. Three times. My goodness. But you get what I'm saying? I don't sit there and look at that and go, yes, yes, I do. I'll be honest with you. I put win. But I do catch myself and go, remember that? Remember that? And how many times has Kirk Ferentz gone undefeated in the, pre- in the non-con? Seriously, it Not doesn't many. happen a ton. Right. Because, I mean, it's basically 50-50 for Iowa State since Kirk's been here. Whatever. I think Iowa leaves. But let's just say it's a flip of the coin for the most part. Um, and then, I, you know, I was lost to UNI. I was lost to Arizona State, was it? And I was lost to, you know, uh, what was the directional? Was it Western Michigan? And so I, I looked it up once when I did an article, and, and that was three years ago. So, But Iowa doesn't go undefeated in the non-con a ton. So I think if you're picking one loss in the non-con with Iowa, I mean, unfortunately, you're probably, well, we only have three versus four this year, right, Trent? Yeah. So I don't know if you think I'm crazy by actually breaking down the non-con, or you just totally pissed at me right now. No, 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 not at all. Not at you're all. breaking down Northern Illinois. Quit killing my ratings, Wolfgang. <laughs> Bring it up Northern the Northern Illinois football all the time right here. Here is something that uh, Panther fans, the 10,000 alumni living here in central Iowa, hold on to this. Because if Iowa does beat Iowa State, the way the schedule sets up, and then Wisconsin looms, which very well could be a night game, could be ABC night game, could be the West is on the line in week one of the Big Ten. Those conversations are out there, but there's a game before that. And the letdown after an Iowa State game, the look-ahead factor with Wisconsin, maybe, just maybe, the way the schedule sits works out very well for you and I this year. No, it would be, it would be annoying beyond belief because I see it, you see it, now we're a little we're close to it, and we know what you and I have. We know what Northern Iowa is. You know, I've got anyway friends that are Northern Iowa fans. I know people that know coaches on other teams that played you and I, and it's not something that you can just roll your eyes at. And if you do, and if you just come out and play, and what we're talking about, Trent, is the schedule. And everybody keeps if that's the first thing you're bringing up, Trent, that scares me. If the first first thing you're Bringing up when you say I was going to have a good season is the schedule. That scares me. That should not be the first thing. I understand why it is because I've done it, Trent. But if that's the first thing you're you're saying, that that worries me. Because we any given day we can all lose. Any given day. I just brought up Northern Illinois, and I hope that I at least turned you to like we better we better worry about that game, which I think you're already that way anyway. Iowa State fifty fifty since nineteen ninety nine or whatever. Northern Iowa. Could, should have beaten us one year. Could have beaten the next year or two years later. So there's nothing you just can't. And I don't mean to go coach here. Good God Almighty, what's wrong with me? I'm not <laughs> trying to go coach. You've got to take it one game at a time. But I'm just, it's fun when the people are like, 
oh, yeah, this is a 10-win season, so I'm going at them. And then there's the other people that are just negative. I can't stand those people. I like them for small doses. That's not true. Stick away from the negatives. Speaking of negative, DJ Carton made his announcement. We'll get Wolfgang's take on that next year as we roll through. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700. Back with more Wolfgang here on 1700 KBGG. You can find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye. DJ Carton, we found out a little over a week ago, he had trimmed his list down to his three finalists, Indiana, Michigan, places he took official visits, and then the final, Ohio State. That was the one I know for a lot of people came as a surprise. People are saying, Ohio State, not it's not the same as they are as a football program, yet he commits to them. Just like that, snap of the fingers, he's going to be a Buckeye. When you found that out, Wolfgang, over the weekend, what was your reaction? I was like, I wish I had that signing bonus. What I said to myself. Oh, come on. Really? Yeah, Ohio really. State. You, go ahead. I, I want you to defend Ohio State. You go ahead. I'll just sit here and just twiddle my thumbs. Ohio State, you're going to take Ohio State over Michigan to beeline. I mean, we could say all we want. I would have accepted that because I think you're in love with him like I am. I freaking love that coach. I love the way he deals with players. He gets on them, but it's not too hard. The way he coaches, I mean, he hasn't won a national championship, but he's basically everybody that I know likes him and thinks he's brilliant. I would have gotten him going to Michigan with how many times they made the Final Four of the championship game, even though they lost. Yeah, so what? But you're playing relevant basketball. Indiana, I kind of would have gotten. Bob Knight, championships and championships and history and tradition and unbelievable home court advantage at Indiana. I get it. I get it. They've won championships. Let's go there. I totally get that. The Hoosier State, what are they known for? Basketball, where basketball is most important. I totally understand that. Ohio State, explain it to me, man. Well, Jim O'Brien's not there anymore. You, you think Thad Mata was dirty? I don't. I like that Mata, yeah. and he had one of the most unbelievable runs that mm-hmm. nobody gives him credit for. You're nobody. Right. Yep. But he's not there, just so you know. I mean, everybody he's knows not. that. And yeah. who replaced him? Chris Holtman. You think Chris Holtman's dirty? I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. Let's wait. A m- I, I thought all this was supposed to come out about us. All, every program was supposed to come out, and they were supposed to get sanctioned. And all this. I have no idea. No, I, I, don't, I don't think Chris Holtman's dirty. I don't. For what reason? I just don't. I don't know. I, I just I'm don't. sure you've read stuff. So I mean, it's cool if you read stuff. I don't. It came from is Butler. Like a smile or is is, is Butler is Butler a dirty program? Hell yeah! But get out of here. Licklider put us into the. I mean, oh, that's a like, different kind of dirty. I'm speaking no, dirty. They did that on purpose. They said, "Let's give them Licklider." Yeah, this program die. Butler is not a dirty program. Chris Holtman. It came from Gardner Webb. He left Gardner Webb as a head coach. To go to Butler to be an assistant, then took over after that weird, weird thing that was going on there. So Butler's not dirty yet. They went to the NCAA championship game twice. And how big is their school? Same, on, same size as Drake. Come on, man. And how did they do it? How did they do it? Was it on the backs of a bunch of McDonald's All-Americans? No, they had one. They had Gordon Hayward. He wanted to stay, he wanted to stay close to home. That's it. Who was the other guy? There was a really good player there. Didn't make the NBA, but he's a really good player. Their chunky center? Yeah, that well, kid I was... I don't think, was he a center? Matt something, or...? He, he, was, he was a four-star, but 
He was an Indianapolis kid. Stay close a to home. A four-star, exactly. A four-star is going to Butler. Yeah. Well, four-star is making his way to you and I. Does that mean that the Panthers are dirty? There's some... <laughs> i got to look that guy up. See how... I've got some guy trolling me on Twitter. He's been trolling me forever, and he's fine. He... Other people hate him on body. He doesn't with a week and a smile. But they've been bringing up that you and I guard forever because his dad's on staff, right? Yeah, he's been on staff forever. <laughs> Is that you trolling me no. under a fake name? No, no. I do not have any fake accounts. No, no fake accounts here. No okay. no burner accounts for me. No, absolutely not. I don't got time for that. Okay, so I don't know how much, how much time we got left. Two minutes. All right, two minutes. No, it was very negative, and like I told you in the previous segment, when, when we were not even talking about football, there, there are people like you or people on Hawkeye Nation or whatever that have a voice, and they can get people thinking certain things that they wouldn't normally think. And the negativity can come out. If they're listening to radio programs or podcasts and, or anything, really, Trent, anything. Mm-hmm. And they can get the ball going that way where it's just negative, 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 negative. And I'm not saying you were negative, by the way. I hope you're not saying that. But there are people that just are followers. And no matter what opinion they have, they can be swayed in one second. I'm not that way. I mean, I'm like, ooh, that was a good point. Give me a sec. I totally will not hold on to an opinion just because I thought it was right at the new information, somebody that's smarter, something I didn't know, fine. But I'm also not going to go over in one second and just, you know, totally mouth every single parrot, everything, every single thing that somebody else has said just because they have a TV show. I'm just not that way. Or, or a radio show. I'm just not that way. But we'll see. We'll see with this. And if it was a lot of the Hawkeye websites or it was you or whoever got the negative ball rolling because there were expectations last year, and it wasn't national trend. It's mm-hmm. what we put on the Iowa basketball program. Yeah, I'll just say me. You can speak for yourself. I put the pressure on. I did. I said this team is good. All we lose is Peter Jockey. You kidding me? Well, we played a couple games without him. We look good. Why aren't we going to be better? Everybody said, you know, blah, blah, blah. That was absolutely unacceptable last year, Trent. Unacceptable. And it got the ball rolling in the negative direction, and it not only cost us the season last year and fans and momentum and happiness, it cost us a recruit. Would he have gone to Iowa? I don't know. At least cost us a chance. Thank God for him, by the way, for not putting us in the final three and just having us hope so the coaches can go scout other point guards. Thank you, Mr. Betnorf kid, DJ Carton. That was very nice. Very nice, but I don't get the Ohio State thing. I never will, and it's a joke. It's a joke when you lose a basketball player to Ohio State. That's just pathetic. It stings. It stings. Now, I remember all the way back to uh, January, or maybe, no, it was late December when Ohio State came to town. Ohio State made a visit over to him, and I heard right then. He had a really good connection with Holtman and the staff. Ohio State was going to be a bigger player than many people had considered, but people, every time I brought it up, oh, poo-poo that. No, no, no. It's, it'll be Indiana. It'll be Michigan. It'll be Iowa. I kept saying Ohio State, they're a player. I, the comments that he had about Holtman were very positive, and you see it here. Young, energetic but That's scary, coach. Trent. That's scary. He couldn't get a connection with the guy that's right next to him? That, that's scary. He couldn't find a connection with one of, our assist, one of Iowa's assistants? He gets a connection with Ohio State? I mean, yes, I know they won, what, an NCAA championship in the 50s or whatever. Bob Knight was a part of that, I believe. I don't know. Anyway, I'm talking out my belief. I wasn't alive, so I don't know. <laughs> we, you don't lose 
an in-state kid right in your neighborhood to Ohio State basketball. Maybe football, I get it. I'm more mad as I go along. This is, not, this is unacceptable. Unacceptable, and that's why one year matters. Last year mattered. That's why we're all freaking out. Maybe we didn't know why we were freaking out. We were freaking out because it's just not the NCAA thing. Now it's DJ Carton, top 20. What, was it top 15? One of them had it? Let's say top 20, whatever. Now it's Xavier Foster. He's a what? They say all the blue bloods are going to come in for him. I don't know. You tell me. This is just the thing that gets off on the wrong foot, gets the ball rolling, and things can go absolutely downhill with a passion from here. And McCaffrey better get his sons recruiting. I'll tell you, because they need a point guard like no other. And, and Connor even came out and said, yeah, we'd like a third point guard. I, I respect that. I mean, I like the guy. So I, I, I get that he's probably going to be pretty good next year. We need a third point guard right now, Trent. Ohio State's made, at least in DJ Carton's memory, they made the NCAA tournament 10 times. Iowa, three. Sweet 16s for Ohio State during that time period, five. Zero for now, Iowa. Now, when they start, you have to tell me what age we're watching. Like 27. Here. Seven on. All right. There ain't no, there are very few boys that are into watching the NCAA tournament when they're seven and like totally breaking down. Come on. You have to be honest here. Couple final seven. fours. Final four when he was 12, does that work? Yeah, that works better. Better. 12, yeah, definitely. Throw in another Elite Eight in appearance, another Sweet 16 since then. Last year, well, they win 26 games, 13 in the Big Ten. Iowa won four Big Ten games. That's not a difference. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. That's all I'm saying. I, I like the state of Iowa. I understand you don't. But. No, <laughs> with that, we're done. Get out of here, Wolfgang. We'll talk to you Friday. All right, thanks, Nancy. <laughs> Uh, no, I do not hate the state of Iowa, regardless of what Wolfgang says. We need a break coming back on the other side and putting a cap on things. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Welcome back, everybody. Final segment here as we get ready to wrap up. Uh, look, it's not a lot of viewing tonight on TV. Home run derby. I'm a fan of it still, Trent. I still like it. I kind of like the clock scenario, especially where the fans start to count down on the time and the guys are swinging as fast as they can to try to get that extra home run. So I'll, I'll be dialed in. I, I, I'll find it, I'll find it interesting to see how it all plays out. What about you? Yeah, I, I got it on the DVR. I'll be setting up for that at right after high school baseball right. tonight. And uh, I like the home run derby. I know there's plenty of people that don't get into it. Ken was uh, one of those people earlier today being an old curmudgeon. But no, for me, Jimmy B, I like it every single year. Are there some lulls in it, some dull moments? Absolutely. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. But do you have a pick, Jimmy B? Because, well, as you know, I mean, there's nothing else to, to fire at here tonight. So Right, I understand. I had to, I had to uh, dabble a little bit. Oh, you did? Yes. Pray tell. Tell me. Tell me who you dabbled on, and then I'll give you my pick. Well, I uh, I fired at two. The favorite, the betting favorite, is Bryce Harper at home. Two yeah. to one. Two to yes. one is the number, though. So, eh, just not a whole lot of value there. So I stayed away from that. Schwarber's the next choice. In fact, his odds have uh, moved up as the day has continued. He's up to seven to two now, plus three fifty. I took a stab. At both Javi Baez, who is seven to one, he's now at plus six fifty, and also okay. Alex Bregman, who is uh, the eighth choice, he was twelve to one when I fired at him. So those are the two that I just took a stab at. You know, Javi Baez. What I really wanted to do was be able to bet who has the biggest round because I don't know if Javi Baez, with the way he swings, 
if he gets to yes. the finals, how much juice is going to be left back in in that <laughs> yeah. bat. They're probably going to be pretty yeah. tuckered out. But I like Bregman here. Bregman's nice, smooth swing, and, and then the price was mm-hmm. right. So those are the two guys that I fired at a little bit deeper in the list. Where are you going? Uh, I know that people in D.C., and rightfully so, would like to see the homeboy win in Bryce Harper, and he could, but he's up against Freddie Freeman, and Freeman is no slouch. But my my pick is Muncie. And have you watched him swing the bat much at all, Trent? Yeah, I've been impressed. He's on my fan or was on my fantasy team for a little while this year. So yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. That's that's my that's my pick. I know he's like the number three seed. I didn't see the line on him. Do you happen to have that? Uh, what he was favored at uh, with the Vegas odds? He is the number four choice, six to one. Okay, six to one. Okay, for me, if I were going to fire. I would fire on Muncie. Just got a, you know one of those feelings mm-hmm. that you get. Good stuff. Well, you'll go Muncie. I got two picks, and well, it'll probably be Freddie Freeman or Reese Hoskins or somebody else. But uh, <laughs> that's the way that it goes. Jimmy B, enjoy it tonight. I got a little baseball coming your way. Yep. Six forty-five with the pregame. Seven o'clock with the first pitch tonight. Substate semifinals. West Des Moines Valley hosting Ankeny Centennial. We got the play-by-play of that coming up, and we'll keep you up to date on all the scores across the state here this evening, all here on 1700. Thanks to everybody out there for listening in. We'll talk to you tomorrow starting at noon with myself and Ken Miller and then Jimmy B and TC on your drive home from 4 until 6 o'clock. Have a good night, everybody.